0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, today, I'm gonna I'm gonna expand a bit on the last episode. Um, it's last episode was about the power of belief, and I want to talk about why there's so much power in your belief, and and um, and where your belief comes from. Because believe your your belief, the things that you end up believing, um, oftentimes are subconscious, and therefore. Uh, they're hard to tell where they actually come from and i'll tell you where i'm going to tell you where they come from and and it's it's primarily in your self-talk the things that you uh, allow yourself to repeat over and over in your head whether consciously or subconsciously usually subconsciously and and the way the way this works is um let's start with Let's start with the neurology kind of kind of thing and and I'm I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not you know I this is just some some things that I've that I've learned and have been able to take what I've learned and kind of apply it retroactively to my life and 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 then um, take kind of an observation seat in in my past and go yeah, I've seen that at work in, in my life, I've seen that at work in my life, here, here, and here, and I've seen how it has worked for me, I've seen how it has worked against me, and um, through that process, I'm learning how to actually um, leverage these things that happen kind of naturally and automatically inside of us. Um, I, I'm learning how to leverage those for uh, my own benefit and my own progress and, and ultimately my own success. And so um, it's really, really fascinating stuff. So let's, we're gonna, we're gonna start with the, the way the uh, neural pathways, okay? So when you think something and then you act on it, you have, the, you have a pattern of behavior. Um, I feel crappy, so I'm gonna go eat. Uh, the, the, here's a better option. We'll go with a, like, kind of a stereotypical scenario, okay? Um, emotional turmoil. I broke up with somebody. I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm going to go to the freezer and I'm going to grab my tub of ice cream. I'm going to eat that, okay? That's a pattern. That, that That's a behavior pattern, okay? And what happens is the your your neural pathways, if you think of it kind of like a path in the woods, and the first time you travel on it, it's... It you know you just kind of wander me on your your way there, um, but the more frequently you travel that path, the more distinct and obvious that path becomes, and easier to follow, and and it, it'll it'll get deeper and it'll get wider, and it'll get to the point where it's kind of the automatic direction that you go through the forest on that path because it's there it's easy to see it's familiar. And um, more commonly than not, when something is that familiar and ingrained, it becomes sort of the automatic. So if you're not thinking about it intentionally, you'll just kind of default to that. We've we've all we've all driven home from work one day. We're we're just on autopilot, and you know you get you get home from work, and you're like, I don't really remember the like kind of the whole journey home i was just deep in my thoughts and and uh just went on autopilot from from work to home and that's that's that subconscious mind at work causing you to do behavior patterns that um you are very familiar with and ultimately just get they just just happen automatically it's 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 almost an autonomic function sort of and so these neural pathways uh, the more frequently they're traveled, the wider they get, the, the, the easier they are to travel and, and they ultimately become habits. And so um, it turns into a belief at some point in time where you decide um, or not even decide because, it, because it's a belief and it turns into a habit and it's something that's kind of automatic. I feel bad. I'm sad. I'm heading to the freezer for the, my tub of ice cream. And it, it becomes so automatic that in order to break that habit, um, you first have to acknowledge that it is a habit. And many people frequently bump into things like this and like, I I, I can't change it. I don't, you know, maybe they don't want to, maybe they can't, but, but either way, it's a, it's a behavior pattern that, that happens and you need to, um, you need to become aware of it so that you can decide what you want to do with it. Okay. Because if it's a good behavior pattern, cool, keep it. Um, if it's serving you, if it's working towards your success, uh, by all means, uh, keep it. Maintain an awareness of it so that you can uh, tweak it in your own favor. That's a good way to do it. Now, the these neural pathways, you know, that's kind of just the almost the type, the topography of of the path. But but things things cause or affect. The journey down that path um, in the in the initial stages and and in the repeat journeys, and and those are your your the neurochemicals you have, you know serotonin and things like that that are in in your brain and when certain emotions and um, emotional scenarios happen, those different neurotransmitters and and neurochemicals fire off in your brain and they actually cause a physiological response and these physiological responses are essentially um it's it's a chemically induced change in your body and um, that's that can become very addicting and so um oftentimes the the habit that you've developed subconsciously and we rarely develop good habits subconsciously by the way um, that habit is formed because of your um, your subconscious self, which does most of its work in in the body. Um, uh, Doctor Joe Dispenza says that your subconscious, your body, is your subconscious mind. I'm still I'm still noodling on that, deciding whether or not I I want to adopt that as a as a sure thing or not. But but it makes it, you know it makes sense. I don't know if it's complete. That's that's what I'm noodling on. It might it might be um, might be the whole picture. Might not be the whole picture. Might be oversimplified. I don't know, um, but but it does make sense the way he talks about it. So if your body is your subconscious mind, then your body goes, I want another hit of this neurochemical. So I am going to trigger the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that cause a journey down that neural pathway that I'm used to. That I know when I go down that path, I'm going to get this this uh, hit of the neurochemical that i desire and so it becomes in an addictive pattern and it's driven by your physiology wanting to experience that that physiological shift caused by the neurochemicals in your brain that happen when you feel and think things okay a lot that a lot to take in okay right but as i as i've thought through that and i've reflected on on my own past behavior it it's it's absolutely I, I can see it at work in myself in the past oftentimes in the negative way because like i said you don't you don't you you hardly ever develop good habits on accident and so the the way that the way that this can work for you is for you to become more aware of your emotional responses to things okay and and that's that's one of the practices that I've been doing uh, over the last I don't know eighteen months or so, and and it's the thinking about every every time I have an emotional response, whether it be good or bad, um, those emotional responses come from expectations, right? I've, I've discussed this before. Um, expectations that are being met or unmet cause the emotional responses. The emotional responses cause thoughts and feelings, which Create the neural pathways in our brains, fire off, release those neurochemicals, change our physiological state, and then our actions, kind of stem from that. If it if it's a good expectation that has been met, we feel happy that we got what we expected. Um, the uh, the happy chemicals go off in your brain, and that trip down. The, the happy neural pathway uh, occurs and all of a sudden boom we're we're feeling good and our behavior choices then reflect the the positive outcome If it's a negative outcome, negative outcomes generally um, produce a stronger emotional response which is a stronger chemical response than inside of your brain which um, uh, the I think like kind of the, I would say the neural path, you know, again not scientists, but, but just the, the way I'm the way I'm thinking through this is the that neural pathway, the stronger the emotional response that sends you down that path, the the bigger the vehicle is that's creating the path. So if you're just, you know, if you're just riding a bicycle down a path, it's gonna make a little, you know, two inch wide path in the ground, and you repeat that, it's not very big, but Um, if it's a really, you know, a really strong negative emotion, that's one of those, those ones that, that is more like a tank going down this path and it's going to run stuff over it. It makes, um, it makes a bigger, wider path and it has a bigger impact in one go as opposed to, uh, requiring multiple goes down, down the path to, uh, really solidify where that path goes, um, so the, the emotional response is the it essentially kind of governs the size of the path, the neural pathway and how deeply ingrained it gets um, each time. And so there are there are you know traumatic events that can make a big old neural pathway first first try and it, and it becomes this really easy thing to go down every time I, I feel um, anything, remotely resembling this particular emotion whatever it might be um, it's like boom i'm diverted to that path and you get a you can get a bunch of different smaller paths that are merging into one and so any any negative emotion might end up all converging on this one big neural pathway that was caused by this huge emotion that you experienced and um, and those are hard to deal with Uh, so where am i going with this okay the the thing i want to do is focus on how to use this for your own benefit to to um, increase your progress your growth your success okay and so here's how here's how i've been using it first um, like i said i am i'm becoming very purposeful in um, my awareness of my emotional responses okay so that's that's step one like I said before, the negative ones are usually stronger. So those are the easier ones for me to take note of. Oftentimes when you get what you expect, there's not a big reaction to it because, hey, it's what you were expecting. So um, it's when you are not getting what you expect and you have uh, you have experiences, emotions, emotional responses like um, surprise, anger, frustration, annoyance, um, sadness, things like that. Those are the ones that I... I started taking note of first um, because they're easier to see. They're 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 usually stronger and and um they're, they're noticeable in that you really don't like them. You know, so um, comfort is easy to ignore because it's you know, it's comfort. Discomfort is hard to ignore because you need to get out of it. It's it's bad for you to stay. Um so those were the first ones I started doing. I started taking note of those and and then asking myself, what's the expectation? that is the, that's the underlying thing causing this emotional response and so that started creating opportunities for me to become more and more aware of not only what those expectations were that i that that were being created but how i was actually creating them um many of them were uh subconscious they, i wasn't voicing them to myself or anybody else it was just kind of this um, expectation that i came out of nowhere seemingly um and other ones were expectations that I had thought through and decided upon but never communicated to anybody. And so if you don't communicate an expectation to somebody and it's an expectation for the way they're supposed to do something, um, then it's not fair to, and to hold them accountable in any way for that expectation because you didn't ask for them to commit to um, anything and therefore you, you don't really have any right to hold them accountable. Um, and some of them are... There's, there's a whole bunch of expectations that people have for, uh, like, reasonable behavior in society, right? Somebody walking down the street, um, it's reasonable to expect people to not randomly hit you or spit on you or um, take your stuff, right? And so it becomes very distressful if something like that were to happen, uh, where you feel very strongly, you know, violated if somebody mugs you or something like that, whatever. Anyway, the, the, the point... There is, I, I was observing those emotional responses, asking myself to, to dig down into the expectations that dried, that were driving those emotional responses. And as I got better at doing that, um, it actually helped me to, to slow down how much emotional response came out. Um, it, it, it created what I like to, to call this buffer zone. And um, if I'm in the middle of this buffer zone as a circle, that goes out around me like this. Um, the the bigger that circle is with me in the middle, the more time I have to um, notice and evaluate anything that hit that breaches that perimeter. Um, that's circumstances, people talking to me, whatever, and and I can I can actually take the time to see what it is that's breached my perimeter and evaluate is this friend or foe, you know, good or bad. I, I kind of think of it like a castle where you, you build a castle and they clear the trees back because they don't want anybody able to, anybody to be able to get close to the castle without them knowing whether it's a friend or a foe, and then they can decide what it is they're going to do in response to their arrival. And that's that's what I'm doing is, so, is this evaluation for myself is creating that buffer zone. So anything that comes in out of the tree line, into view i the bigger that circle is the longer i have to to go okay what are you are you good or bad you friend or foe um okay you're good sweet cool you know let's figure out what to do welcome Um, you're neutral i don't know yet let's give you some time to approach and we'll figure out what what you are foe get out of here i don't want you and it becomes easier and easier for me to process these emotional uh process not the emotional responses process the events and things going on around me uh, before an emotional response actually happens Um, i'm able to to just have this this buffer zone and have have um, a lot less reaction and a lot more response okay and and it's a a very very big and valuable difference between those small distinction but a big difference Um, the reaction is it's it's the knee jerk, you know. It's not. It's an automatic thing, and the response is thought through, purposeful, and deliberate. Okay. Now, uh, as I as I increased that buffer zone with the negative emotions, I was able to um, do the same with the positive emotions. And like I said, those are those are oftentimes not as strong because it's um, if you if I if I expect something to happen and it does, cool. It happened, um, so you can notice you can notice things that are positive that you weren't expecting. So I wasn't expecting something to happen, and it and something good happened. Then I have the that unexpected. Ooh yay! You know that's that's one of those uh, a little easier to notice on the positive side of things. Okay, but the 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 really valuable ones to get to know are the the times where you had appropriate expectations and they were met because those are the those are the the most you know level if you're looking like a heartbeat you know that has the the peaks and valleys of things um good things and bad things going on the positive things that are based on appropriate expectations that that those expectations are met are the most level um from a from a an emotional response point of view And so those are the hardest ones to actually take note of, but they're the most valuable ones to take note of because it gives you the opportunity to celebrate the little things. I expect to wake up in the morning. Sure, everybody expects to wake up in the morning. And when you do, are you happy about it? No, it just is. It's just an is thing. But if you have the ability to recognize, wow, this is a good thing. I woke up today. Celebrate. Woo! I have another day. This is awesome, and and when you can get into little things like that, positive appropriate expectations that are being met and begin to 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 take note of them and then celebrate them and then um, especially if they involve other people and they're those normal interaction appropriate expectation things. Wow, you have the opportunity to you you know you suddenly you become that optimist person who's who's. Um, celebrating the little things and the little things that are consistent are the those are the big things those those are the things that add up throughout life and generate ultimately the the results and the life that we live on a day-to-day basis it's rare it's not it's not the big events that that make up life i mean those there are big events they they can last for a long time in our minds and our memories, but you know these big these moments these big moments are don't make up the majority of our life. It's the little, small day to day things that make up the majority of our life. And when we can take note of those small things, and celebrate the good things, and have a big buffer zone the bigger the buffer zone the better to um, properly respond to other things those unexpected things, um, man, that makes a big difference. And that's what I've been experiencing over the last um, 12 to 18 months is is expanding that buffer zone. And um, that was, honestly, that was the easy part. As soon as I started, uh, as soon as I respected the reality that emotional responses are based on met or unmet expectations, then I started paying attention to that. and I started monitoring that and then I could, I could measure my responses to various things and, and I could understand which expectations caused the biggest emotional response uh, when they were met or unmet, uh, what type they were, what, what the emotional response, if there are negative emotional responses, then usually it's, it's some expectation, a, a positive expectation that's being unmet or a or a negative expectation that's I don't know it, what you expect isn't happening in a bad way that's that's the the gist of it and when when you can when you can increase that buffer zone it's no longer um, you're no longer getting pummeled with circumstances you actually um, they happen and you go hmm how do I want to deal with that you know because I have an awareness of my expectations I have awareness of, of um how to manage those those expectations? It really come it it really began to create in me the opportunity uh, the the awareness for me to start managing those expectations better. Um, most of the time, un, the unvoiced the the unspoken un subconscious expectations were the ones that caused the biggest thing, and um, oftentimes, they're that's they're like those passive aggressive things where, you know. You see I see it all the time in, in people that have this attitude of if that other person does you know, then I'm gonna get upset. You could settle the whole thing if you just had a quick conversation very very easily most of the time. Okay. Um now I think that's a I think that's a good chunk to, to, to touch on right now. I don't I don't wanna go too too far down the rabbit hole I mean this is this is a lot of kind of technical technical things I'm like I said I'm not the expert but this is just what I've what I've been learning consuming from other people that are experts and being able to um, observe and apply retroactively in my life and in my current circumstances and I've been able to uh, begin using them so awareness of our emotional responses is probably is a really big powerful starting point. Um and the easiest ones, like I said before, are negative because they're usually the strongest. But take note of Ooh, I'm having an emotional response right now. Sometimes it's it, it it's um it's after the fact. You know, you're not sometimes you don't you're not in the frame of mind to to really take note of your emotional response while you're in the middle of your emotional response. So, it's 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 after the fact. And so like when I, when I'm trying to break a bad habit, there's like kind of this five, um, I think it's five. We'll, we'll count it as I go. There's, there's the first acknowledging that it's there. Okay. That's something I don't want to do anymore. Next is every time you become aware of it, which is usually after the fact you rectify the situation immediately. So, Ooh, that wasn't good. I shouldn't have done that. Um, if it was something if it was an offense against somebody else that you were trying to break you you fix it you go apologize didn't mean to do that that's not how I want to behave I want to I want to change that Um, that response as you begin to do it the turnaround time on that becomes much quicker Um, so it might be that you're you're really angry, you behave really angry, you go, you go storm off and fume for a while, and then you cool down. And when you cool down, then you're like, eh, shouldn't have that. Your cool down period starts getting shorter and shorter until you get to the point where uh, you're catching it as it's happening. You're like, you start to say the thing, you start to react in the particular way, and you catch yourself midway, sorry, you know, that's not really what I want to be doing. That's not the way I want to be. Um, I want to do this instead. And that's when you can start introducing what's going to replace the bad thing. Because you can't just get rid of something. You have to, you got f- to, it, it's going to leave a void. You got to fill the void. And it, and you're going to put it this way. You're going to fill the void. So make sure you do it on purpose with something that you want. That's going to actually serve you. Okay. Next is you're going to start catching it uh, before it happens. So it's acknowledge it notice after the fact and, and and remedy the situation notice in the moment that it's happening and stop it in its tracks fourth one is to notice it before it happens as it's about to happen then you catch yourself before it actually comes out you don't have to fix anything cuz nothing nothing negative happened and you have the, the chance that might you might you know I got to bite my tongue but you'll you'll be able to get that thing shut down before anything that you regret comes out okay that's the fourth one. fifth one is you'll eventually get to the point where um you're you have replaced so when you catch it before it happens do the thing you want to do instead right so your replacement thing and then eventually you're going to get to the point where that replacement thing is the automatic and the and the negative thing you don't like doesn't come to mind anymore and and so that's that's the the kind of the pattern that you can use as you notice your negative your your emotional responses negative or otherwise you'll notice the negative ones first most likely because they're usually the, the they're the strongest and the and the least comfortable so they're the most noticeable so notice them evaluate your underlying circum, your underlying expectations that that generated that emotional response and then you will Create the opportunity to start that five, um, that five-step habit-breaking process that you've got there. And, and in the next episode, I will talk about um, what happens as, as a result of knowing and having, having the awareness of all these things going on. Um, what is going to happen? Why these, these different, um, you know, positive reinforcement self-talk things actually work for people okay so i will talk to you then and look forward to it take care see you next time